Hey everyone, welcome back, episode 19, and this morning I got my Dunkin' and the order was correct, and I even got myself a little treat, you know it's payday, you know it's Friday, unless you get paid bi-weekly then maybe this isn't your payday, but for me it's payday, and uh, I got myself a little treat. Now um, normally, I'm just like a glazed donut kind of guy, you know, vanilla ice cream, I like the classics. I like bland things because I have the palate of a five-year-old. But, um, you know, I normally don't get, like, any uh, fun donuts. You know, I don't like jelly or jams. Um, I don't like a lot of, excuse me, the seasonal stuff, you know. More of a classics kind of guy. You know, I like diners. I like black coffee, you know. when I My new choice of caffeine is this Coca-Cola with coffee in it. That's fucking great. Um, so we're on the gasoline again today. Got it. Half a can down. And I got my sandwich this time. But like I said, I got a little treat. So I guess Cupid is coming around. I don't have a significant other. So I don't really give a shit about that holiday. Never have. Uh, but I'd like to. I'd like to care about it, you know. Um, it's one of those holidays. It's like over-romanticized. Like I'm sure people who have to deal with it all the time are like, fuck this shit, man. Gotta buy flowers. I gotta fucking pay for a fucking reservation somewhere. But, you know, if you don't do that ever, it seems kind of nice to do for somebody, you know? But anyways, got myself a heart-shaped brownie batter donut. Now, if that isn't just the most American thing to say I love you, is a baked good topped with sugar and, and sprinkles, which is sugar, and then filled with a different kind of sweet inside... I haven't ate it yet. I'm probably going to eat it after I do the podcast uh, to keep my sugar levels high so I can go comic book shopping and whatnot that I do on my Fridays and Saturdays off. But anyways, super excited for that. They didn't mess up my sandwich. They were out of turkey sausage, but don't fret. We got the regular sausage and it was delicious. And I found a gift card in my wallet. Remind me tomorrow, computer. I don't give a shit, bro. I hate that shit. I'm actively recording something. I'm using this PC, and it's like, hey, man, you want to do an update that has to restart your entire computer? Uh, no, I don't, actually. Thanks. Come back tomorrow, and I'm going to probably say no again. But anyways, uh, forget where I was going. Fucking, I hate getting interrupted by shit like that, especially when it's like an inanimate object that takes my train of thought away. But yeah, no worries. We're back. Um... I'm gonna start this one off. I'm gonna start this one off with a uh, little anecdote from my my job last night, and a realization. Like I'm pretty sure I've talked about the scratch off people. Fuck them. I think people know I don't like the scratch off people at this point. But after that, there's a new group of people I hate. And if you're one of these people, my main question is why. And second, like I feel bad for you, and you deserve better. But it's like gas station food eaters, you know, like these people come in and they have the same like rate of complaints that I imagine like five star restaurant reviewers like they act like they're the fucking I don't even know. I don't know any famous reviewers. I know famous chefs, you know, Marco Pierre and Gordon Ramsay and, um, you know, Wolfgang Puck, you know. I know some some famous chefs. I don't know a single fucking reviewer 
that gives them these five to three stars, whatever the fuck it is. I don't know any of them, but man, do you people who eat at gas stations have the same standards as them? You're buying a fucking hot dog for a dollar and 25 cents and they fucking complain about the weirdest shit. And I'm like, bro, you don't have high standards. You're eating a fucking hot dog that's been rolling on this shit for like four and a half hours, probably. Like I get there at 10, right? The lady was like, how old is it? I was like, since before 10, that's my answer. I have no idea. Before 10 o'clock, that's how old it is. She's like, has it been there all day? I was like, well, no, you moron. It hasn't been there all day. It would fucking, it would look like that dude's hands that climbed that mountain and did that little video where he's tapping on the elevator. They were all fucking, they were about to fall off. They were all fucking black and shriveled because they were frostbitten so much. That's what it would look like. It don't look like that, all right? But anyways, you're like... Then she's complaining that, like, the hot dog buns are, like, a little bit hard. I'm like, bitch, that shit came out of a freezer, like, four days ago. And, yeah, it's been sitting in there. Like, what are you what are you doing? You'd be better off eating at, like, a kid's basketball game. You know? They'd have better food than we have. And it's probably more fresh. But it's also, like, you don't have high standards. What led you to this position in life where you're buying a hot dog at a fucking gas station at 10 o'clock at night? Like, it just makes me laugh when these people have problems. I'm like, this is the least of your problems. The bigger problem is that you're even lowering your standards. There's so much better shit you can get at a gas station. Shit you know will not let you down. Nacho cheese Doritos will not let you down. Cheez-Its will not let you down. A fucking Pop-Tart won't let you down. You know what that is. You're fucking buying a hot dog at a gas station. Like, what are you doing? And why are you complaining about it? It's almost as bad as the people afterwards that were complaining that their fucking EBT wouldn't work. This Bugs Bunny, Bucktooth looking bitch was mad at me because her EBT card said it was only doing a partial payment. And like, man, I lost my cool a little bit. Fucking trying to talk to these people and explain to them, I'm not doing no magic back here, you know? I'm not Severus Snape casting fucking curses on your fucking... I'm not making potions back here, you know? I'm fucking... I'm hitting the button, and then she's like, why does it say fucking EBT on here? I'm like, well, it's so you can select to use an EBT card, you know, instead of instead of a debit card or credit card or, you know, the this gas station I work for has their own little cards that you can set up to a bank account, so you can just swipe that shit. And so you can, like, bitch, it's so you can use that fucking card. Like, this is a dumb question. So then, like, after, like, four or five tries, it's still only taking, like, 275 and they're screaming at me that this card has over $300 on it. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, I'm not fucking denying it. Like, you, I don't know what to tell you. Like, this is what it is. That's what it's taking off. It's not taking off the other one. So, I don't know what to tell you, right? And then, like, over and over, they won't listen to me. They're fucking talking about the screen. They keep looking at the little pin pad like they know how this business works. Just because they come here a lot. It's like, bro, I've been to a lot of fucking, a lot of places, right? I've gone to the doctor. I don't know how a fucking hospital works. I don't know how a doctor's office works. I don't know how any of that shit works. Just be, like, I've, I've read the fucking treatment. Like, this is perfect. I have a fucking giant sheet of paper the last time I went to the dentist. Because I had to get this cleaning. And then I have, like, one cavity I gotta get fixed. But they gave me this fucking long-ass piece of paper. And it's got all this different treatment shit on there. I can read that and I can like go through it and I can see each thing 
But, like, half of the shit on there, I don't know what the fuck it means. And I don't know what it means, like, in practice when they fucking start using that shit, you know? There's, like, names of fucking medications and dental shit I've never heard of. And it's on this piece of paper. That doesn't mean I know how the fucking dentist office runs on a day-to-day basis. But I swear to God, these people at the gas station, they see some shit on the pin pad screen. They don't understand it, so then they immediately just assume... That they know how the system works. And because they've never seen that, I'm doing something wrong. So I get to the point where I have to turn the register to show them, like, look, there's nothing on here. It's just saying that that shit's been voided. It's saying it's been taken off. But, like, it's back to zero. That's what you guys asked me to do. And they don't want to listen. So we're fucking Steve-O-looking crackhead boyfriend. Well, okay, let me rephrase that. Steve-O in his crackhead phase. Because Steve-O's, like, all cleaned up and nice. You know, all that shit now. Uh, this looked like 2002 Steve-O. Even that's probably too nice. Probably like Jackass 2 Steve-O, where he's real fucked up. That's what he looked like. A little bit of scruff, tall, lengthy, MGK-looking motherfucker with Steve-O's face. And he fucking takes the sandwiches that he's trying to buy, and he removes them, takes three steps back, turns around and goes, Alright, let's do this like I'm a new customer. And then slams them on the counter. I just hit my pop filter. Slams them on the counter. And then goes, now ring him up. And I went, absolutely not. Um, no, we're done. I was like, I'm not doing this. Fuck you. Like, hell no. I ain't ringing shit up. Y'all can leave. Y'all don't want to listen. Y'all are being fucking belligerent and shit. I was like, I'm done. Get out. So I like grabbed the phone like I'm a fake call the cops. I just leave, walk to the back of the store. And yeah, fuck that buck tooth bitch screaming at me about her fucking EBT card. Like, I don't judge anybody that's on food stamps. Like, do what you got to do. If they're handing it out and you can get it. I guess take it, like, whatever, because, like, it's just one of those things, like, you can't really criticize because you don't really know, right? You can assume, and a lot of people give you telltale signs if they're a piece of shit, but you can assume, but as soon as I assume, it's going to be, like, a a single mom who's got a couple kids and, you know, she works 40 hours a week, but that's probably not the case. These people look like they do meth for breakfast, big bowl of meth and milk that gets you fucking geared up for the next fucking week. But anyways, I'm being judgmental again. But yeah, man. Like, fuck it, whatever. But it's like, man, once again, like... Okay, so instead of, like, going to buy... Like, so because you didn't plan your day according. And Walmart and Publix and Winn-Dixie, wherever the fuck you shop. Aldi, you know, Trader Joe's, wherever, right? Because you didn't plan your day accordingly and you can't go buy fucking groceries. You're gonna come into a gas station and then fucking, like what, get mad at me, like, fuck you, dog, why are you in this position, fucking make your food at home, or go to McDonald's, well, I guess, can't fucking use EBT at, like, restaurants, but you get my point, bro, gas station eaters, like, unless you're buying bags of chips and beef jerky, like, that's what a gas station is to me, that's what a convenience store, a corner store, a bodega, whatever you call it, right, that's what that is to me, you're buying snacks, you're buying small things of sugar, and fucking soft drinks, you know what I'm saying, like, if you're going to get a little crazy, you can get some fucking ice cream, you know? You're going to pay fucking $9 for a fucking quart or a pint of ice cream. Like, that's what that's what you spend money on at a gas station. These motherfuckers who come in here expecting, like, a... Bro, these people come in like it's a restaurant. I'm like, dog, it's 1130 at night. <laughs> like, what are you expecting? I had these fools pass up. They told me they came off the interstate. So I know for a fact there's a Waffle House at the end of this interstate. Or right off this interstate, like at the end of this road I work on. And they come into a gas station all pissed off looking for, like, they're like, y'all don't have no hot food. I'm like, dog, it's 
three o'clock in the morning. No, like we haven't made food since like yesterday. And they go, man, nothing's open. I want to be like, bitch, there is a Denny's. There's two Denny's I know of near here that will pop up on Google. And there's a fucking Waffle House. There's multiple Waffle Houses, bro. And both of them are off the interstate. So, like, I don't know. If you have that low of standards, I feel like Waffle House is above gas station. I'm sorry. People shit on Waffle House. Like, it is what it is. But, man, Waffle House is above gas station, you know? Denny's is above Waffle House. Denny's is almost king. I love fucking Denny's. Denny's is amazing. I'd actually love to do a podcast in a Denny's. That'd be fucking sick, bro. Just in the back of a Denny's talking my shit with a guest or two. Some black coffee, you know? Endless, oh, you can eat pancakes for like $4. That's America right there. Endless pancakes for $4. That's America. Yeah, that's why I always tell people, like, you fucking shitting on Denny's, bro. You're shitting on America. You know, you want to shit on a fucking business, go to Waffle House. They don't give a fuck. They know you're going to shit on them. They don't care. That's like Waffle House's identity. But don't you be coming at Denny's. Fucking, somebody says, IHOP, fuck you. You're fucking bougie if you go to IHOP. You're fucking, you're too good for me. That's what it is. If you go to IHOP, you're too good to be friends with me, bro. You deserve better. You're in a different level of society. I went to IHOP one time. I I turned my back on Denny's one time, and it burned me. I talked about it on here. I lost like $13 that night. Never went back. Never got a voucher or nothing. But at the same time... If I would have went to Denny's, that was America that night, bro. There's fucking cops surrounding it. I don't know. Somebody got shot. I don't know. Somebody got stabbed with a fork. Like fucking, like Hagrid in in the Goblet of Fire in Harry Potter. And the little dwarf uh, elf. I don't know what they're called in Harry Potter. I think they're elves. The little elf that like fucking, he's the conductor for the choir. (laughs) And fucking Hagrid's looking at that, that other tall giant bitch from the French... The French school, forget what they're called, but anyways, he's not looking, he stabs that fucking elf's hand with a fork. That's probably what happened at Denny's, bro. Somebody was trying to, somebody was trying to look at a, another man's girl, just boom, stabbed his homie in the fucking hand. They're both drunk, they start fighting, they're throwing plates. You know, Denny's don't play that shit, they'll call the feds, Waffle House, they'll just like spray you down with the fucking water hose they got. <laughs> they'll fucking treat you like stray cats, like get the fuck out of here. Fucking Denny's ain't playing that shit. Denny's is calling the feds. And the feds will surround the Denny's. Because that's America. We protect Denny's around here. <laughs> this week's kind of like a rapid fire topic week. If if you guys couldn't tell already. Going from like small anecdotes to like Harry Potter references. Man, I, I couldn't think of like one solid topic this week. Because there's like so many little things I wanted to hit on. Joe Rogan. Tim Dillon just said this best. If you guys don't know who Tim Dillon is, he's a comedian. He's got a podcast. Um, Also, on that note, everybody's got a fucking podcast, bro. This shit is the new SoundCloud rap, and I'm just as late as I was to the SoundCloud fucking wave. (laughs) Everybody has a podcast. Now, I was listening to a podcast. It's getting meta. But I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about there's like, I think they said like over 2 million podcasts, but only like a million of them are active or something. Or maybe it was like 3 million, but only 1 million are active. But yeah, it's crazy, bro, to think there's a million people doing this shit. But it makes me happy. I think I said that before in another episode. Like, instead of complaining on Twitter, right? Instead of writing these Facebook comments or, like, sharing political shit, why don't you just, why don't you get your own shit? Why don't you make a platform for yourself and you could do what I do and you could talk to this wall and put this shit up and see how many people listen to it? 
And and there you go. You can get your fucking voice heard, or you can pretend at least. It could be cathartic for you. You can get some shit out. But man, I was listening to Tim Dillon talk about Joe Rogan, and he's, you know, controversy after controversy. It's kind of like, and I'm going to be biased, because this is like Joe Rogan talking about his own controversies. He says it's like a hit job, and I really start to believe that. It's like, goddamn, every fucking week, every month, there's a new fucking Joe Rogan controversy. It's like, goddamn... What's the point of this? Like, you guys suck at this. You can't even cancel this person you want to cancel. You can't even schmear them enough to get them off the fucking, you know, platform they're on. Now, this one's a little different. Joe Worgen, uh, Joe, Joe Worgen, Joe Rogan said uh, the gamer word. Joe Rogan said a bad word that you're not allowed to say, even if there's context. You're not allowed to say it. And I don't, I don't want to get into that. Don't Don't say it. You know, it's not good for you. I don't really think there's a reason to say it either, but I mean, it is what it is. I think it's pretty clear at this point what the rules are, so I'm not even going to touch on that, but it's just like, man, you know, I can't imagine like being so upset that you like, do you like, I'm a Joe Rogan fan and I don't think I've watched fucking every, like there's no way I've watched every single one. I've probably watched like a... If I had to put a percentage, it's less than 50, but it's above like 35. So somewhere from like 35 to 45% of his episodes. Do you know how many hours that is? Like, do you, like, I've seen some of the Joe Rogans from when they were like staring at their own computer screen, trying to figure out if it was recording. Like, I've seen the dark days of Joe Rogan, and then I've followed like when he had Robert Downey Jr. on. Like, when he had Robert Downey Jr. on for an hour... One, I realized how fucking busy these Hollywood people are. Like, a lot of people go on Joe Rogan for like three to four hours. And then you can tell when he gets somebody real famous, bro, it's like an hour. And you're like, God damn. Like, what the, what are you up to, bro? How many things do you have to do today that you only had an hour to talk to Joe Rogan? But I also think when you're that famous, an hour, like, dude, you could do a lot of damage to your career in an hour. Like, talking about you know, whatever, you know, but yeah, man, they went through like, bro, what, I don't even know what he's at, can we, where's my fucking cell phone, let's check this shit out in real time, I was just listening to Joe Rogan, like, I think it was two days ago, I listened to the Akash, the Akash Singh episode, okay, so as of today, well, as of yesterday, he has 1,775 episodes. I'm not good at math, but that's a lot of hours, and I'm not going to do it because I'd be slow even with a calculator. But my point is, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. I was a fan. He's a little hipster, but, like, I was a fan before Joe. Like, it was always huge, right? But I was, like, a fan before a lot of people my age, I felt, were, like, listening to Joe Rogan. Like, I was listening to Joe Rogan, man, at least five years ago for sure maybe six because I was like 19 to 20 when I started working at the job where um I talked about him last episode my supervisor my Swedish supervisor Thomas shout out to you if you ever hear these um introduced me and was like you should listen to Joe Rogan you should listen to it like it's really good and I don't I don't know bro that's a lot of episodes um there's a lot of episodes ago but my point is that I've listened to a shit ton of Joe Rogan and I couldn't imagine listening to all 100 or 100, Jesus fuck, 
1,775 episodes to then snip out how many times he said a specific word. Now I get this word has a lot of meaning behind it and um, it's not good and you shouldn't say it. I get all that, right? But my point is that like it's so contrived that it like whatever intentions you have behind it. He even said it himself like that video has been out. It's not even like these people did this. It's like they're just, I don't get it. I don't get the whole cancel culture. I get that people need to be better. I get that people could maybe make better decisions. I'm fine with criticizing people. But this doesn't feel like criticism. This feels like what it is. It feels like a witch hunt. It feels like every week, are we going to have a new Joe Rogan controversy? Like, I'm glad they removed whatever episodes. Like, that's between Joe Rogan and Spotify. I don't think that I don't think that Spotify would have made him take any episodes down. But like, this is the other thing is like Joe Rogan's such a good dude that like, I feel like there's a lot of comedians or like personalities, celebrities, whatever you want to call them, that like wouldn't not that they wouldn't apologize, but they would kind of just be like, eh, that's on you. I I, I like I agree I shouldn't have said it, but like that's on you for being mad and just realizing this. But it's like Joe Rogan's such a nice guy that he like a lot of people are criticizing Joe Rogan as a fan saying he shouldn't have apologized because it made it worse. And um, man, I, I I see that argument. But at the same time, like, like, look at PewDiePie. PewDiePie did the same thing. Well, not the same thing. He didn't say it as much. But like, man, PewDiePie is the biggest YouTuber ever. And even he had a moment where he slipped up and said it. And that's the thing is like, it's such a problem to even say it, that you open up the biggest can of worms I think that there is in this day and age, besides like, once again, Joe Rogan's previous controversies like vaccines, or you know, um, you know, like the Me Too movement, those are like the top three of like cans of worms, you do not want to, you don't even want to, not even do you want to open them up, you don't even want to touch the can, bro, you don't even want to get that close, leave that shit on the shelf, and go buy you some SpaghettiOs, you know, pick a different can, bro, pick a different can, all right, but, you know, to, like I said, he's such a nice guy that he defends himself and apologizes at the same time in a way that I think, one, a lot of comedians wouldn't do, just being like, hey, fuck you, like, I'll say whatever I want, um, and two, I think other people would just double down on, like, well, you know, it's just out of context, blah, 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 and I agree, I've, it's like a problem, because I see both sides of the argument, I definitely see where, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't say it, just because of the, the, not just the meaning behind it, but I guess with like the, the polarization of just like the country, you know, and not even the country, the world, I guess, like cultures in general, but then like, I don't know, it's like, it sucks, because like, I look at old movies I like to watch, and sometimes there's a joke in there, where I'm like, eh, that didn't age very well, but it's like, should people not be allowed to watch this movie at all? Because there's a few bad jokes that are real cringy. Can't we just like, can't we just like the parts we like and not like the parts that are, you know, maybe didn't age well or, you know, aren't that funny anymore or just kind of, uh, what's that called? Like hacky, you know, like it's just kind of a hack bit. It's kind of like beaten down. Like a lot of two thousands movies have that with like, you know, gay jokes, where I watch them now, and I'm like, Jesus, like, it's almost like a shtick of the 2000s, you know, there's like a lot of like, oh, this, this man did this thing that's kind of feminine, he must be gay, you know, uh, like, I always, 
I always think that's funny when I look like not that the joke's funny, but like the trope, you know, the the way they reuse it in the 2000s so much is just so funny. It's like predictable, you know, but like that doesn't mean we shouldn't watch those movies. It, it doesn't mean like there's not good parts of them. That doesn't mean that the overall, you know, picture or the overall message isn't good. Like if you've ever watched a Quentin Tarantino movie, like if you've ever watched Django, like I guess that's my problem. If this word is that bad and, like, people are that upset about it, like, you know, is Leo DeCap is he done forever? Is anyone who's an actor who's ever said that to portray, you know, a, a historical sense? Like, the movie 42, I love that movie. Is, is, like, anyone in that movie who says it terrible? But, like, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's a little tightrope I'm walking because I try not to get political on here. But this is more, like, cultural, I feel. Um, but I try to stay away from like this kind of stuff. I feel like this kind of stuff's everywhere, but you know, that's something that's important to me is like podcasts and, and free speech in a sense. And, you know, I'm all about progressing as a society and realizing there's things we shouldn't say, but, um, you know, I feel like, uh, sometimes it goes like, it's like an overcorrection and like, they tell you, they tell you like when you're in an accident or like, if you're not paying attention while you're driving, let's say you start to go off the side of the road. If you yank that fucking wheel, bro, there's a way higher chance you fuck up your car than if you just slowly move your arm the opposite direction and get your car back on. That's how you, like, correct, you know? They say that shit all the time, overcorrection, you know? That's how I think about it. If you ever start to veer off or if somebody starts to veer off of the road or the path we're on, you know, just pull it back. Just get it back in the lane, you know? Don't fucking rip that wheel. You're piling shit up. You're causing accidents for other people that shouldn't be involved, you know? And, um, yeah, man, it's just tough for me to see that shit happen. And it's, it's, uh, it's like a learning experience for me because I think about, man, I couldn't imagine being in that position and having all those people say those things, but you know, he handles that shit well. And, uh, I think a lot of people who are mad at him or maybe on the other side of mine where they're like, you know, I don't see the other side of it. I don't think there's ever a reason to say that word, no matter what. I get that, but, you know, I feel like those people don't get how good of a person they're kind of attacking. Like, his response says it all. Not only has he apologized, he's he's corrected it. He's corrected this before it was ever a problem, I guess. Like, before it ever got blown up to this proportion where, once again, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but whoever this person is, there was some artist that retweeted it. I don't even know her name. I probably should have looked it up. But, like... I don't know who these people are, and I think people forget that. There's so many fucking people now who are famous or who have a following, and I'm not going to say they don't deserve it. I don't know anything, right? I'm just saying, I don't know who you people are. Like, they're coming out of the woodwork. They, they're almost like puppets. Like, they're like, hey, we, you remember that thing we did? Now you need to do this for us. You're going to be the one to bring this shit up. Like, he said it, that that video of the of the video of him saying this word out of context compiled over fucking... Bro, so many hours, bro. Joe Rogan has thousands upon thousands of hours of content. And that doesn't make it okay. I'm just saying, like, if you'd scrutinize anybody, if anybody talked that much and it was recorded and watched millions upon millions of times, you could catch them on a bunch of shit they probably shouldn't say, shouldn't have said, is bad to say, or frowned upon. Whatever you want to say, you could find that. And the fact that he said that years earlier he had already corrected the behavior is like... You're bringing up a fucking, you're bringing up something that's one, already been corrected, and two, the person 
already has said they realized was not a good thing to do, whether it's because Joe Rogan himself, you know, thought he shouldn't say it, or whether, you know, the mob mentality of people saying, hey, you shouldn't say that, and he was like, you know what, fine, I'll concede some ground, I'll meet you in the middle, I'll do this thing for you. It's like they bring it back up. It's like, well, you're a piece of shit forever. Like, that's the problem with today, with this cancel culture, and not even that, just mistakes in general. It's like there's no road of redemption for anybody. If you fuck up, if you get caught on video having a really bad day, doing some stupid shit, you're done forever. You lose your job. You And I'm not trying to excuse people's behavior, but like the closest example I could think of this that made me feel this way was this dude, I can't remember what state it was in, but um, this dude, his kid had like peanut allergies or something, and he bought a smoothie and specifically asked for like no peanuts, you know, when they say that shit, like I said, we used to work in the food industry. You have to change everything. You have to go get a new blender cup. You have to clean down the whole line. There's a lot of, like, uh, protocols for this. Like, you get taught it. And I guess, you know, these fucking teenagers or whatever, or whoever. Maybe it was a middle-aged lady. Maybe it was somebody like me in their 20s. They didn't take that shit serious. So when he, like, gave the fucking smoothie to his kid, his kid fucking, you know, goes into, like, you know, allergy shock. I don't know what that shit's called. But anyways, he goes into like peanut allergy shock where, you know, your throat closes up and all kinds of crazy shit, right? Well, that dude like went back to the smoothie shop and, you know, he said some shit about them being like immigrant workers and go back to your country and, uh, you know, threw a smoothie at some 16 year old girl's head. He fucking threw that shit like he was fucking catfish hunter, bro. He fucking, he railed that bitch like he was fucking (laughs) Roger Clemens, bro. He was fucking... Nolan Ryan with that fucking smoothie, bruh. He fucking gave her the two-seamer right to the fucking forehead, dude. He tossed that shit. But anyways, you know, they post that shit online, and he gets fired from his job. Now everybody thinks he's a racist. And like, man, do I agree that he should face some punishment for that? Absolutely. Like, you can't act like that. But at the same time, it's like, bruh, put yourself in some sort of position of like, you know... Your kid almost dies. You know, he's upset. He's pissed, bro. It's like, you know, if, if uh, what do they call that? Like maternal instincts. Like when, you know, female bears protect their cubs. Or even like fucking human women picking up cars because they're toddlers underneath it. Like I've heard shit like that. Like crazy fucking superpowers. You know, I feel like just because he's a dude, it's like, oh, he's just a, he's just a fucking crazy racist piece of shit. I was like, uh, I don't know. He's probably real pissed off because his kid might have died. He wants some answers. And, uh, yeah, you know, men are fucking stupid. We're dumb fucking apes. When we get pissed, you know, fly into a fucking rage. I feel like, I don't know if women experience that. But, like, there's a different level of, like, mad. Because I've been that level of mad. Not like, um, obviously I didn't, like, assault people and fucking say racist shit to them. But I've thrown a receipt at this bitch one time. Like, I've been fucking mad. And it's a piece of paper. So, like, even if it hit her, it's not going to do any damage. But, like, I look back on that shit and I get real cringed out. I'm like, that was fucking... Not only was it rude, it was like... I was kind of scared as I was leaving. I was like, oh, shit. Is she going to make a big deal out of this and, like, call the cops? And, like, now they're going to watch the video, get my license plate. I never went back to that 7-Eleven, ever. I'll never go back. I don't even remember what state it was in, but... Never went back. Never ever. I didn't even look. I was like, if I run out of gas, fuck it. I'm not like, mm-mm, I'm not going over there. They might remember me. And um, you know, it's like, does that guy have no road to redemption? 
he's always a piece of shit because he had one bad day caused by like his child almost dying, you know, and that's not to condone his behavior, but I think people forget to have like a little bit of empathy, just a little bit of put yourself in their shoes, you know, um, but yeah, that brings me kind of segues into another topic I want to talk about. I was watching Philly D today and he's talking about, uh, Adidas made like a new sports bra or something. Right. And, uh, he's like, yeah, their fucking ad kept getting pulled down because there's like 26 pairs of titties in it. And I was like, word, pause the video. I was like, let's go look at these titties, bro. <laughs> Cause you know, I'm fucking 24 and I'm a dude. And like, I was like, yeah, let's see what these titties are all about. You made, you made a whole commercial about some titties. That's dope. Who's this ad for? And I guess that's the controversy. It's like, was this for men? For these men to just look at? It? Like, maybe. Maybe I'm a part of the problem. You know, don't cancel me. Nobody gives a shit about me anyway. But, you know, in fucking five years, if you listen to this episode, it was just a joke. I'm already going to preemptively apologize. My fault. I shouldn't joke about breasts. They shouldn't be sexualized. Even though fucking all, all over the world they're sexualized. Whether they're in commercials or not, people still look at them. They still make lingerie for them. I'm just, I'm just pointing that out. But anyways, I go to Twitter because that's like the only place that would put this ad up, I guess. Every other, every other place in the world in America was like, no, no titties allowed. You can't put that ad up. So I go to Twitter and I just look up Adidas. Fucking Adidas. People are burning their Adidas. They're burning their tracksuits. They're burning their cleats. They're burning everything. Everything with the Adidas logo. Listen, I'm not going to lie. I got a lot of pairs of Adidas. I ain't burning them. If you want to get rid of some shell toes or some Yeezys, uh, some apparel, you know, hit me up. I'll I'll, I'll give you. A, I'll I'll go make a PO box just to get all this Adidas shit. All right, you know, it's like when people were burning Carhartts two weeks ago. You know, I'm not a Carhartt guy, but you know, I'm sure somebody could use that shit, bro. Go donate that shit if you don't want it. Go give it to somebody who doesn't care, because you know, the fact that the fact that people like buy this shit. And it's made in sweatshops in other countries by, like, little kids or, like, workers that are taken advantage of. And that's not a problem. But um, then they, you know, they have some social cause. They're like, now I'm going to burn it. Now, now I'm affected. My conscience didn't care when a little eight-year-old or a fucking mother of four who gets, like, $4 a day sewed together these fucking shell toes. But goddamn, you know, this fucking soccer player, West Ham... Uh, what's his name? Zuma. Z-O-U-M-A, I think. Zuma, he's a defenseman for West Ham. Shout out to me for learning uh, a few of my British YouTubers' favorite football clubs, and I knew it was West Ham just by the jersey, so shout out to me for knowing it was Burgundy and Baby Blue was West Ham. I didn't even have to look at the badge, because qu- quite frankly, sometimes I don't know where the fuck they put them on soccer jerseys. But anyways... I guess this dude kicked his cat on Snapchat and his brother filmed it. First off, I don't like cats, but I'm not going to condone kicking them, right? That's not a thing I think you should do. But if you're going to kick a cat, right? Why the fuck? It's It's the same as like when rappers fucking snitch in their own songs or they have like, you know, like Bobby Shmurda or, you know... I think even Chief Keef got in trouble for like guns and music videos or something, right? There's always some bullshit they're doing. It's like, why are you fucking doing this on camera? Why? I don't get it. Turn the fucking camera off. If you're going to do that, you know, I'm not trying to condone any of it, but like, fuck, man. Like, dude, if I was that, if I was this Zuma guy, if I was this defenseman for West Ham, 
I would be beating the shit out of my brother, bro. I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? You put that on Snapchat? Me drop kicking this cat like I'm Pat McAfee? What the fuck is wrong with you? You know? What, I don't do good enough? I got you a bunch of free shit. I give you money. You probably live with me in this big ass house. And you're filming me doing this shit and you're posting on Snapchat? Fucking Jesus Christ, man. What is your problem? So I guess a bunch of people are like, hey, you know, fucking... There's been other soccer players with, you know, I guess like racist incidents or, you know, being fucking rude to other players, doing some real fucked up shit. And, you know, nobody, you know, they just get a suspension and they go on about their day. But this dude kicks a cat and they fucking find the shit out of him. They fucking cancel his shoe deal. I guess he was going to get some cleats for, like Adidas, like, uh, you know, like skate shoes is like what I related to, like a pro model. Um, like Jordans or Kyrie's or fucking, you know, Steph Curry's, but that's fucking, bruh, if you have fucking Under Armour as a shoe deal, fucking moron, but I guess money talks, even fucking LaMelo got Puma, bruh, how did Steve Curry end up with Steve Curry, fuck, Steph Curry, how Steph Curry end up with fucking Under Armour, but anyways, I guess this dude loses his shoe deal, gets fined, uh, is potentially gonna get like dropped from his team, and uh, loses a bunch of sponsors, cause he kicked a cat, but you know, I guess that's what people are arguing in this day and age where, you know, you know, race, racism and ending it and all that shit being taken very serious. These, these other players get off, but because fucking Adidas, <laughs> I guess really likes cats, they fucking cancel this dude whole shit. So, you know, man, I like, that was the biggest, that's like a big Twitter moment for me. I like got on just looking to look at this ad for, you know, Adidas that has some titties in it. And then, you know, I end up seeing people burning their fucking shoes and like, you know, it's kind of weird that it's kind of like this is the first time I've ever seen like, like nobody gave a shit when Michael Vick was like fucking dogfighting allegedly. Like nobody gave a fuck. They were like, fuck Michael Vick, suspend him, kick him out of the sport, you know, whatever. People were pissed. But nowadays people are like, hey, what the fuck Adidas? You're being way too harsh. Way too harsh, all right? We don't like this one bit. And I thought the internet loved cats, bruh. I thought cats were like top dog. <laughs> A nice joke. Anyways, I, th I thought cats were like number one. They're up there with like fucking... What else does the internet love? Pickle Rick? Like <laughs> What else does the internet love besides fucking cats? Shitty short form content? Oh, this? Fuck you, TikTok. Still haven't downloaded that shit, even though it probably would help me out. But then I'd have to put more effort into fucking editing and all kinds of shit. But my point is that this is the first time I've ever seen an animal abuser be somewhat defended. Like, hey, we think that shit's wrong. But, like, man, you guys went too far. You went too far. And I think that's a good thing, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, man, crazy shit's going on out there. You know? Every time I fucking read the internet, I just get lost. And, like, damn, people are people are real bored. You know, people don't have a lot of hobbies anymore. This is another thing I realize, like, when I meet people, excuse me, on, like, dating apps, I always ask people, like, what are your hobbies? And they're like, I don't do anything. I fucking watch TikTok. Like, TikTok is, like, a fucking personality trait at this point. It's like, what the fuck? Do you do anything? Do you fucking collect Hot Wheels? Do you fucking... Do you do anything? You know, people don't do anything. People don't have a hobby or uh, arts and crafts. They're just fucking boring, you know? But yeah. That's, a, that's another thing that I talked about before. 
where it's like people are boring. It's like you still have streamers fucking watching React content. And then you got this other streamer who like strictly plays GTA is like calling them out saying, you know, some crazy shit. I just think it's like it's real hard for me to see how people defend. Like, don't get me wrong. I guess I've liked some of it. You know, I've watched some funny like media share streams where it's like, you know, a streamer just has their fans donate videos they want to see. But like, I feel there's a different aspect to like. All right, like, if you have a following, right, and you stream, and you have people donate to send you videos, most of the time, that's, like, more for the interactions with the fans, like, them trying to make you laugh, or them, like, usually it's, like, like uh, Pay Money Wubby is one of the, the like, few tw- Twitch streamers I watch, and usually I only watch, like, the recaps, because I can't watch a four-hour live stream, or if I do, uh, I'm probably going to turn it off halfway through, um... Just because, like, some streams are weird for me. I really like watching, you know, a 40-minute video. It's like even the recaps are long, but, like, I just, like, I don't know. I feel like you have to be really involved with Twitch, like, the chat and all that stuff. And, you know, I'm not subscribed to anybody. (laughs) I don't have fucking uh, money to spend like that. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like when you do, like, a media share and you have... Like, people sending you shit, trying to make you laugh, or it's, like, a running joke, or, like, you know, running memes that they're making. That's a little different than, like, throwing on fucking MasterChef and just, like, watching an episode of TV. I guess it's somewhat the same, but it's, like, there's no, like, originality on the fans' part. The fans aren't engaged with it. They're just, like, oh, please watch this. And it's a bunch of fucking losers. Like, goddamn, bro. That's a sad day whenever I fucking ask somebody to watch a TV. Like... Bro, that shit's only cool if you're, like, dating somebody or if it's, like, your roommate or a really good friend and you're, like, hey, bro, fucking, you ever seen Naruto? Like, if I met somebody who's never watched Naruto part one, I'm gonna be, like, yo, we gotta watch this. Even though I think uh, Shippuden's way better and I think, you know, uh, the war arc and all that shit is way better. I think Shippuden is way cooler. There's a lot cooler shit. There's better fights, better jutsus, better art, uh, better character development. Better stories arcs, for sure. But, like, part one is special to me, bro. I love Naruto. Naruto changed my life, you know? Every time I feel like being a shitty person, I think about Naruto, because that's covered. It's like a whole fucking series designed about, like, one guy trying to be a loner and his best friend Sasuke, and he wants to be, like, a loner. He's revenge-driven, you know? Very opposite of Naruto. And then you have Naruto, like an outcast... No one was ever nice to him, but all he wants to do is be nice to everybody and save the world and fucking become Hokage. It's such a good story. And that's how I feel. Somebody like never watched Naruto. I'd want to watch it with them. And part of that would be like seeing their reaction or, you know, getting their thoughts on how they feel about, you know, what's going on in this show and every episode and the new developments and, you know, they get attached to the characters. That would be the part where I'm like, that's fucking dope, you know. That's that's cool. But to like somebody you don't know, just somebody on the internet, you just want to watch them watch something. It's fucking lame, bro. It's like that's a content creator, air quotes. Like, bro, I'm out here writing down notes at work. I'm looking up fucking titty ads and fucking <laughs> people drop kicking cats. You know how long it took me to find that video? Like five minutes. Nobody wanted to show it because of animal cruelty. I was like, well, how bad is it? It's not that bad, but I mean, I guess, like, once again, don't film that shit. 
like he doesn't like legit punt this cat, but he does kind of drop kick it a little bit and then like throw shit at it. It's not a good look for sure. Terrible look. But man, it's not like dog fighting. It's just like, man, that dude's kind of a dick. But then you never know. That's like how him and his cat could play. They could, you know, his cat could be gangster. He could have one of them cats that's like, one of them cats that's like a dog. It's like a mini leopard or some shit. Once again, I'm not condoning like kicking cats, but like, you know, he might have a relationship with his cat where that's cool. You know, might be a cool cat. Fuck, I'm full of shitty jokes today. (laughs) But yeah, man, I don't know. It's just like, you know. I feel like if you're like having an audience or you're trying to do something, you should try to be creative. You know, I spend most of my week thinking about things to talk about and uh, shout out. This is the first episode in the new studio air quotes because it's just my old bedroom emptied out. That's why it sounds kind of echoey. But um, yeah, I got this card table set up in my closet before I get this desk built. I got all my comic books in here, all my records. Um, it's all rearranged and clean. Shout out to my mom for helping me do all this shit. She did some of it while I was asleep. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm out here thinking about saving up for a fucking computer at some point. So I get a webcam and, you know, some lights or something, you know, get my own little, you know, cool little setup, you know, then you got people watching fucking Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, fucking, you're so creative. Wow. You really fucking, I'm sure that inspires people or provokes their thoughts, you know, to watch you fucking watch a fucking animated show from when I was a kid. Second, if you haven't been, like, have you never watched Avatar? Because if so, like, I don't know. Fuck were you doing growing up? What were you watching? There wasn't a lot of good shit to watch back then. You had, like, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. I don't even know if you could watch Drake and Josh anymore because Drake's a fucking, you know, uh, piece of shit. Talking to, like, little girls or some shit. So, uh, yeah, Drake and Josh is, like, you know, debatable. I don't even know if you could say you liked that show growing up because, you know. That's how things go nowadays, but yeah, man, it's like, it blows my mind. It's like, what the fuck? If you weren't watching Naruto or something, I get it. It took a while for anime to be somewhat acceptable in America. Everybody thought you were just a fucking weirdo if you watched anime, but um, yeah, man, I just don't get that shit. And it's like, uh, now you got people writing 14 page Google documents about it. It's like, bro, it's not that serious, but like, yeah, I definitely think there's some fucking, there's a big point to that. What are you doing? Like... I don't know, man. I just don't get it. I don't get it. And I also hate this whole short form content thing, man. And I know, like, thank you to anybody who listens to the podcast every week. Cause like, shout out to you for having an attention span or even attempting to, you know, make it to the end of the episode. But, uh, you know, even an hour, I listen to a podcast that are three hours long. For me, it, it just helps. Like, you know, something to listen to. I feel like I learn things. I have a good time. It's like a nice experience, you know? It's like binge watching, you know, TV shows. Average Netflix episode is like, what, 45 minutes? But you end up watching like fucking six of them. So you like watch two movies. But they're like, oh, I just watched six episodes. Like, motherfucker, that's a shit ton. It's like two movies. That's what you just watched. It's just broken up into little fucking, you know, dime bags. That's what it is. It's dime bags of fucking movies that you're like, uh... I'll just take a dime. You should have bought a fucking quarter, you dummy. Yeah. I bought um, tickets to the Batman early. Uh, IMAX. It's coming out on March 1st, but it comes like it comes out on the 3rd or the 4th. Whatever. I'm going before most people are going, so fuck everybody out there who's going to watch it. 
on the midnight premiere, bitch. I got a 7 o'clock premiere. Fuck y'all. I'm super happy, though, because when I saw the last Spider-Man movie, when I saw No Way Home, I went to this theater that was, like, next to the Dollar Tree I was working at. And it's, like, back in this shopping plaza. There's, like, a fucking 24-hour fitness. There's a bunch of shit in this shopping plaza. This place called Ollie's. I don't know if you guys... I think there's one in Kentucky, if I'm not mistaken, when I grew up. I think there was one there. But if you don't have Ollie's, it's, like... It's just, like, a discount store, but they got some good shit in there. Like, you can get some better shit than, like, a Dollar Tree or a Dollar General. But it's shit that's, like, on sale. Like you can get a whole can of, like, Rockstar Energy drinks there for, like, 12 bucks or something. Like, a whole case. Oh, I said, I said, did I say a whole can? Fuck. Oh, that was loud. But, yeah. It's a, it's a big fucking shopping center, right? But I go back and I, you know, I reserve my seat. I bought it online. And don't get me wrong. These seats were nice. They were Klein. They were the leather. You know, they had dual cup holders. All kinds of shit, right? But man, it felt like watching a fucking movie in like a high school cafeteria. Like the sound was just ass. Like when I go watch a movie, especially a superhero movie, bro, I want to feel that shit in my chest when some shit's blowing up, you know? When it's like sad, I really want to feel that music fucking in my bones telling me I should be sad right now, you know? And it just didn't feel like that. It felt like I was, you know, crisscross applesauce getting to watch a movie in school, you know? <laughs> felt like this was a special day in class where they pull down the projector and they play it off their fucking, you know, the teacher pulls out their speakers from their fucking, <laughs> from their desk and they like put them and angle them, you know, towards the, the seats. That's what it felt like. It didn't feel like I was in a fucking movie. And also, the screen wasn't very bright. Or maybe the room wasn't very dark. It just didn't... Like, it was cool. I got to see the movie. I enjoyed it. But I'm a huge Spider-Man fan anyway. You could have made me watch that shit on my phone with my AirPods. And I would have been happy as fuck, bro. You know? I tried to watch Spider-Man Homecoming in my car. I I had this uh, Hyundai Sonata before I had this car I have now. And if you were in park, bro, and you turned the car on, you could watch a fucking movie in that shit. It was dope, because that car was, like, from 09, so that was, like, some high-tech shit back then, and I almost watched all the Spider-Man Homecoming in my car one night with my homie, uh, that shit was funny as fuck, and I think we only did it just to say we did it, because it was fun, like, it's just funny, bro, I think I've done that shit a couple times with, like, you know, my homies, like, we roll up, we're about to smoke, and you just smoke in the whip, and you get to watch a movie, bro, it's fucking cool, you know, um, but yeah, so like I would have been happy even if I had to watch it in my car, right? So let alone if it's a big screen. It was a fairly big screen. But you know, there's only like it was like a row down the middle. There was two sides. Like there was no middle seat. That's how like weird this like movie theater was. So for the Batman, I fucking one I'm a nerd. I bought a prequel novel off of Amazon for $10. It's like 160 pages, bro. It's like The Great Gatsby size. And it's a prequel novel about the new Batman movie. And uh, I bought that shit and I read it. And then the next day I was on YouTube and I saw, this is how you know I'm a sucker and I have a problem. It's my new addiction. But I saw get a free comic book if you buy early access tickets. So not only like, it was like, oh, you can see the movie early. I was like, fuck that. They're giving out free comic books. So I go on and I caught it the day before, actually the morning because I work overnight. So it was already past 12. So it was the morning of the day the tickets came out available. And um, it was like, you know, look for a city near you. And I was like, man, there's no way 
that there's a theater near me doing early screenings because you know that's just my luck you know I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't be blessed enough to have that lo and behold I click on the Orlando one because that was the closest one to me in Florida and at the end of all these different ones all these different theaters in Orlando boom West Melbourne which is like not that far from me uh in Florida and uh they were like yeah it's out there you can get tickets and I was like bitch Shut the fuck up. I woke up the next day late because they went on sale at 12 because that's like, uh, uh, what is that? Nine o'clock in the morning, uh, Pacific time. So I woke up at 1230, you know, uh, told my mom about it and she let me use her computer and boom, got me a ticket in a decent spot. Um, at seven o'clock on March 1st, I get to see the Batman early. I have high hopes for it. And you know, your boy's bringing a bag and a board so I can get that free comic book. Cause I'm a sucker for that shit. But yeah, super stoked about that. Um, and then even this Saturday, bro, I haven't watched a UFC fight in a while. I can't even remember the last one I talked about. But um, man, the last one I was like this excited for was Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier 3. And then man, I just watched Conor snap his fucking leg. And I was so fucking upset, bro. I love Conor McGregor. He's a huge fucking inspiration for me even though for the past couple years he's been kind of a rich fuckhead but you know that happens if I had a hundred million dollars I'd probably act like a fucking dickhead for a while too I do it now and I don't even have you know I don't even have 10 grand so you know I get that but um yeah I think the last one I was excited for was Israel fighting Marvin Vittori and that was a couple months ago but now uh Israel Adesanya if you guys don't know if you're not a big uh MMA fan uh, the last style bender, one of my favorite fighters, uh, in the game, uh, since, you know, I followed Izzy pretty early on in his career. I was like, this kid's going to be a superstar. I already liked him cause he had a lot of anime references. Uh, he would even do like Naruto hand signs for jutsus in the fucking like way into his fights. Fucking dope. Super dope. But, um, yeah, he's fighting his fucking arch rival, Bobby Knuckles. Um, last time he knocked him out cold. And uh, he hasn't lost a fight since, um, but that worries me. And whenever you're a champion and you keep winning for a long time, I just think you're due for someone to to fuck you up. Maybe not knock him out cold, but he could definitely lose a decision, you know. Uh, we've never seen Izzy really, like we've seen him hurt when he fought Kevin Gastelum. That was a, dude, if you want to watch a really good fight, like a really good fight, um, watch Kevin Gastelum versus uh, Israel Adesanya. Man, that fight is five rounds, and it's a fucking dog fight. It is one of my favorite fights I've ever watched. Um, yeah, it's so fucking good. It's on YouTube, too. You can find it. It's free, the whole fight. Um, I think it's like a, it's like a rip from uh, either a South American or a Mexican um, uh, version, like uh, wherever they, like however they stream it. Like the uh, the commentaries in Spanish or Portuguese, I can't tell the difference. So it's either like a, it's either like a, from a Mexican stream or from a, a South American stream. Uh, so, but you can definitely check it out. It's it's fucking great. It's such a good fight, and uh, that's the only time I've seen Izzy really damaged. Um, he got like kind of wobbled in one of the rounds, and then uh, at the end he was just beat up. Uh, his lip was all fucked up. His face was swollen, but man, it was a fucking good fight. So uh, I've never really seen Izzy get hurt. And the same thing with Bobby Knuckles with uh, Robert Whitaker, man. Robert Whitaker hadn't been, you know, stunned or hurt like that until Izzy knocked him out. So this is one of those fights where it's like it's anybody. It's like whoever shows up. Um, and Izzy always shows up. 
and Bobby Knuckles is no chump. Uh, so if you got time and you know uh, where to not pay for UFC streams, check it out. Or if you got money like that, check it out. Um, I'll definitely be paying for it legally. Um, you know, I will definitely be spending American money to watch this. Um, for sure, I will be I'll definitely be uh, buying it legally on Saturday night. And then we got the Super Bowl coming up. Uh, man, this is a tough, uh, tough subject. Cause like I really don't give a shit who wins. But man, there's so many fake Bengals fans that I fucking see popping up. Um, I went to high school like an hour and a half away, not even like an hour away from Cincinnati. And, uh, bro, I didn't see none of y'all at my high school wearing Bengals jerseys or hats. Y'all didn't say shit about the Bengals. Nobody I knew ever went to a Bengals game. You're all fucking liars. All right. You're all fucking, there's like one dude I know, shout out my man, Brett. Uh, he is the only dude I know who's like, he's been posting about Bearcats and, the University of Cincinnati. I think he's been a Bengals fan as long as I fucking remember. But uh, he's like the only dude I actually believe is a Bengals fan. Uh, every other one of y'all, you're fucking liars. You're fucking bandwagon fans. You suck. You have no class. You have no heart. Uh, I spit on you. And fucking, I hope your Bengals lose. Um, I actually wouldn't mind it that much if they win. Because I like Joe Burrow. I think he's a good guy. Uh, and also, like... It's always crazy to me, like, even when I was a kid, and when it wasn't that long ago, like, you know, I'm only 24, so like 10, 12 years ago, when a guy tore an ACL, it was like, man, he's fucked, he's never gonna be the same, nowadays, you could tear an ACL, come back a year later, and charge your way into the fucking Super Bowl, so, you know, shout out to that, um, but yeah, fucking, fuck all you fake Bengals fans, you suck, um, I hope all that negative energy, uh, makes them lose, but, uh, yeah, I always got to root for fucking California, West Coast. I always got to root for them. Plus, I'd like to see Matt Stafford win. He spent years getting shit on in Detroit, and he's a fucking really good quarterback. So, um, yeah, fuck all you fake Bengals fans. You make me sick. You make me sick. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I probably won't watch the end of it because I'll have to go to work. But, um, yeah, that should be fun. So, tune into the Super Bowl and, uh. I don't know, man. Commercials have been fucking whack, bruh. I am one of those people, too. I really think the commercials are, like, the best part of the Super Bowl. Like, not anymore recently, because they fucking suck. But, like, I was always that way. I always thought the commercials was, like... It was, like, a nice treat, even though it's just fucking advertising. I don't know. Some of them are kind of creative and funny. Uh, but, yeah. So, we'll see what happens. Um, if you're a fake Bengals fan, um, I hope you throw up before the game even starts and you have to fucking lay in bed and feel shitty. Uh, so even if they win, you can't celebrate. You just have to lie there with your NyQuil. Um, except my homie Brett, you do whatever you want and fucking live it up. Uh, but yeah, I also have to root against them cause they beat the Raiders to, to keep going. So fuck them, you know? But yeah, I think that's it. This was like a rapid fire, uh, fucking speed round, uh, episode covered a bunch of shit um yeah uh weekly recommendation it's more music uh i was like it's like thinking i was like man you know what's like a what's like a dave thing it's like a dave recommend recommendation that people wouldn't really you know kind of expect from me and this one for sure is not even a guilty pleasure this is like the love of my life uh lana del rey if you've never listened to lana del rey 
what the fuck are you doing? You know, um, I fucking love Lana Del Rey. I have since I was in like, fuck, I think like freshman year since I was like 14 dog. I love Lana Del Rey. Uh, I think her voice is great. I love her whispery, uh, raspy, uh, voice. Um, I love a lot of her albums. Born to Die is always going to be my favorite because that's the one I really remember uh, from growing up. Uh, Summertime Sadness, fucking huge spot in my heart. Uh, James Dean, uh, Diet Mountain Dew, all those fucking tracks are classic. Carmen, so many good tracks. Um, But yeah, uh, definitely check out Lana Del Rey. Um, That's more of like a, a Dave guilty pleasure that like all my friends in high school... They wouldn't let me play it, like, if I got the aux cord, like, I'd get fucking yanked. If it wasn't Summertime Sadness after a party where we were all, like, kind of drunk, you know, when you're drunk with your friends and everybody has that moment where they're kind of romantic and the summer's ending and, you know, we're all just having a good time, sometimes they'd let me throw that shit on and uh, I could vibe out, uh, you know, in the car. But yeah, Lana Del Rey, uh, I have a huge crush on you if you ever hear this. Uh, She's been my celebrity crush since high school. Um, yeah, she's fucking gorgeous. Uh, I think she unapologetically smokes cigarettes, which like isn't good, but I always like, I always think it's funny if you're like a celebrity it's like, oh, you smoke cigarettes? Like, yeah, motherfucker. Like people smoke cigarettes. It's not good for you, but like, fuck, are we just going to pretend nobody ever smokes a cigarette? Like, come on, buddy. But yeah, check out some Lana Del Rey. Like I said, born to die. Probably one of my, that's got to be in like my top 10 if I had to really think about it, that's probably in my top 10, it's such a good album, uh, but yeah, most of her shit's good, um, even her new stuff, which I'm not that versed with, I don't, like, that's a problem, I, like, I love a lot of Lana Del Rey songs, but I can't name you, uh, every single album, uh, Brooklyn Baby is another good one, West Coast, those are two other good songs that I really enjoy, um, she's even got some stuff with ASAP Rocky, um, but yeah, Lana Del Rey, check her out, uh, huge fan, uh, great voice, one of the best female singers uh, in the past like 20 years, in my opinion. Um, yeah, definitely check her out. And uh, as always, it's the worst part of the episode. It's the plugs. Um, if you guys could follow me on Spotify, give this uh, give this show a little rating if you like it. Um, heart the episode if you like it. Share it if you think it's worth it, because I'd appreciate more people listening to this until I can start. Uh, you know, getting some video and fucking with the algorithms and get myself uh, on some people's radar. So if you could share this, recommend it to a friend. Um, I appreciate it. To everybody, I'm going to send this to on Snapchat every week. Uh, thank you for opening the message, at least. <laughs> but yeah, if you have a question, comment, concern, or a riddle, hit us up at the Gmail. It's just last week podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, send us something to react to. Send us a question, a concern, some criticism. And uh, yeah, if you know me, hit me up on Facebook, my Snapchat, uh, my cell phone number. I'd love to hear some feedback from you. Um, As always, I'm still working on getting all the episodes on YouTube. But yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening so much. And uh, I will see you next week.